Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Well, Trey, I got busy today. I wanted to set in on the 2 o'clock press conference involving the Zoom press conference involving Sam Pittman. So you'll have to catch me up just as you'll catch everyone else up. What did you learn today from Coach Pittman? Hmm. Uh, I guess he didn't learn much. No, only kidding. Only kidding. I'm sure he learned quite a bit. We're just trying to get Trey on. So. I'm here. There you go. There you are. There yeah. <laughs> I don't know what was happening. I haven't changed anything. No. Okay. <laughs> but, so what did uh, you learn? What did you learn? Yeah, you know, they, they've changed some things up with practice, but not, they're not changing anything like how they're going, you know, to BYU or anything like that with, you know, being a, a kind of a foreign place, obviously, to them. Uh, but Pittman says, you know, they've done a lot of good versus good stuff, which is, as he put it, you know, more how you do things in high school or how you did things in high school. Uh, but they've done a lot of good on good work. They did Monday. They didn't yesterday. They will or are today uh, doing good versus, you know, good on good. Um, that was probably the main thing. Obviously, we talked about, I think we talked about Quincy McAdoo moving to uh, moving to the secondary, uh, at cornerback, trying to help there. Uh, we'll see if him or uh, Samuel Bakke stick at cornerback after this year. But for now, that's where they need him. But, uh, McAdoo's got a, He's got like a cast, a soft cast, or not a soft cast, but like a, I don't think it's a full Matteo Soli ball on his hand, but it's a, you know, it's a cast. So that limits him obviously playing wide receiver, but uh, he did have a, a one-handed catch uh, interception, I guess, yesterday in practice. So, uh, but he's working there. I don't think we're going to see either of those guys anytime soon as they uh, continue to, to work at that position, but it could be something you see down the road and, um, Sam didn't have any updates on the other defensive backs that have, uh, you know, had injuries and stuff. So um, I wouldn't say we learned a whole lot. You know, it's you talk to him Monday, you talk to the players on Tuesday, you get him at the 10 o'clock press conference or the 1040 teleconference and the 2 o'clock, and then he's got a 7 o'clock tonight. They aren't going out on the road. That's something I think that's interesting. They're, they're not going on out on the road recruiting this weekend. Uh, Sam says he feels like he wants everybody, you know, in-house together and because uh, it is such an important game. You know, losing three is tough. Losing four is even tougher. So uh, they need to make sure that they do everything they can to focus solely on this game and, you know, worry about the recruiting stuff during the bye week. Uh, this from our Asher Record Service Company live in feedback. Uh, Larry says, Trey, I have a question about KJ. I feel like he sometimes has trouble processing the speed of the defense when he's checking his receivers. That's why he has to tuck it and run. I think we have the receivers to have a better vertical game, but KJ holds the ball for a long time and then he runs it. What are your thoughts? I don't know that he has trouble processing it. I I mean, who knows what he's seeing out there, I guess, exactly, but um, I don't know that I, I feel that way. I don't know what else to say on that. <laughs> I don't. I, don't uh, I think sometimes yeah. the reason he holds it is, is because he doesn't 
quite have the same confidence he had in Burks. And, you mm-hmm. know, again, to throw that 50-50 ball, I think he'd rather either tuck and run or or maybe throw it away. Um, yeah. And, now, he threw and, it pretty well. He threw, I felt, like the deep ball against Missouri State, he threw it really well. Right. Now, people could say the competition wasn't as good, but he was still dropping it in perfectly to his wide receivers, you know. So maybe he just felt more confident that they could go get it against those, um, you know, less talented players right. or, or I don't know, but you know, we'll see. I mean, KJ's apparently had a really good practice, had a, a really good two-minute drill yesterday. Uh, Stan Pittman said he's been very, very sharp in practice. You wouldn't have known that he's missed any time at all. Well, the one ball that – now, it was early in the season, but he threw what I would call a 50-50 ball. Hazelwood went up – was it um, mm-hmm. South Carolina where he went up uh, against a couple defenders at the goal line? Yeah, kind and, of a back uh, shoulder deal. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Yeah. And made a heck of a catch. But really, you know, outside of that, he's, I guess, to a certain degree, you can say there is a little bit of truth in the fact that uh, he really hasn't pressed it, or I say pressed it, he forced it, maybe is a better way mm-hmm. to say it. Um, yeah, I'm less concerned about Arkansas's offense. Obviously, they're not perfect. Um, you know, they had opportunities to score against Mississippi State and just didn't get the job done. I mean, they were they put up a bunch of yards. Right. Uh, just they could not punch it in the end zone. Uh, but with KJ, I think that'll change. I think that they'll have more success doing that. The concern to me is is more than anything is this defense, particularly the secondary. Um, they're just, I mean, they're Stop just the so bleeding. depleted. Yeah, they're 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 really beaten up in the secondary, and uh, you know, bumpers. Um, Hadn't been able to be the same guy that he's been in the past also because of injuries. And it's just some issues that uh, I don't care what you do. It's, it's just hard to correct when you lose so many guys. So um, that would be the areas that I think that would be more concerning to me than, you know, whether KJ's perfect or not. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tend to agree. All right, let's check with uh, Jeff. Jeff, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Uh, yeah, hey, thank you for having me on. And Trey, love to hear you. Love your uh, walk and talk and, and uh, subscriber to your website. And uh, appreciate that. You're definitely the rock star there. But uh, <laughs> just briefly comment about uh, uh, you know the people asking Quinn about critique the coaching. You know, what do you expect him to say? He works for the U of A in that regard. But I, the, the, you know, as far as the game Saturday, I guess my question, uh, Trey, is. You know, a lot of the stuff critiques were all, you know, great coaches. But the thing that I, I, I wonder about is Sam. He's a wonderful coach and great encourager, and uh, he's a bottom-line guy. But do you see him correcting his coordinators? You know, he's not a Nick Saban personality or a Bobby Petrino. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you know, his job's on the line, which is not, you know, it's not now, but uh, do you see him interjecting himself to just saying, I trust him, and I'll hang up and listen? Thank you. Well, on the surface, he's not going to. I mean, like, you know, I mean, he's not going to say, hey, i got to get Kendall to do this. But, uh, yeah, I would absolutely uh, think that he's going to have his say on how he thinks things should be going. It's not just you've got the offense, you've got the defense, and I'm going to manage everything. So, um 
Absolutely. They talk about all that stuff as a staff, and he'll say that several times when anybody asks a question that might be critical of a coordinator. You know, he'll point out that that was a decision that we all made together. Mm -hmm. So, absolutely, absolutely. I would think that, um, I mean, obviously, you know, you've got to trust your coordinators. That's why you've got them there. If you don't trust them, then um, they're not going to work for you long. So, Don't you agree, Trey? Mm -hmm. No, you don't have to agree. Um, but Sam Pittman is going to take the bullet, so to speak, yes. for his coordinators. I mean, uh, you you can criticize them all you want. You can bait him all you want. You can say what you want to say. Ultimately, he's going to blame himself. He's the one that messed up. He's the one, if the play could have been changed or called, I agree with it or so forth and so on. I mean, that's, that's Sam Pittman. So, I mean, publicly – kind of as, as you said just a second ago, he's not going to tell you anything from the outside that things are, you know, we have disagreements, we're doing this, we're doing that. Uh, that's not Sam Pittman. That's not his style. So No, how much... it's not. It, it's a, people, people want him to, but the moment he says, he says something like that, they'll say, you know, those are, you know – it's not something that you say as a head coach. It's not. It's just not. You don't. No. As a head coach, you don't place the blame on anybody else, and um, that's just the nature of the of the position. They're going through a tough stretch right now. They've got a lot of injury issues. Um, you know, they pulled together before. They, you know, he has obviously pointed several times to last year when they lost three in a row. Uh, I would say they lost three to. You know, three maybe better teams last year than, than this year. Mississippi State's a good team. I'm not so sure that uh, despite what they did against Alabama, that I'm not so convinced that Texas A&M is a good team. And, um, you know, so we'll see what happens. This is a, this is a very important game for them, um, you know. I mean, in terms of keeping things together and, and the locker room and, and all that stuff, you know, avoiding the internal finger pointing and all that kind of stuff too. Mm-hmm. If you can get this game up in BYU and head into a bye week and hopefully get healthy, then you know there's there's another stretch of games that are every single one of them is winnable, despite Arkansas's struggles right now with injuries. Let's talk with Keith. Keith, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? Yeah, how are y'all guys doing today? Man, doing great. Good, good. Um, I'm sure Trey is just peachy, isn't he? Anyway, That's what he uh, was yesterday, <laughs> yes. He was peachy. Uh, uh, Doug, when Trey, when you were talking about uh, at the beginning of the year that you were really encouraged about how good the team looked and everything, and you, but you were yeah. afraid the other teams were uh, in the same boat, that they were looking good mm-hmm. too, how do you feel about that now? Are you, do you feel that they pretty much stayed in the same as Arkansas has uh, improved, or how do you feel about yeah. that now? Since no, I, think, that far. I think a lot of teams are benefiting from the transfer portal, no question. And, you know, it, I still stand by that because, and now they obviously, they've been, they've been hit with injuries pretty bad. They've been hit really bad. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, what another thing that, you know, not just me would say, but uh, you're only as good in this conference as your second team because, you're going to get injured. You're going to you're going to deal with that. And Arkansas is is really hit hard. Uh, when I looked at this team in the preseason, I mean, 
you have areas where normally you would have been filling in with a freshman or a really young, inexperienced player, and instead of that, you're you're filling things in with, you know, a Jordan Dominic or a Drew Sanders or Jaden Hazelwood or Matt Landers, you know, um, yeah. Dwight McLaughlin. Yeah, I, just, you know? yeah, I kind of figured so that too. That you know, the, the the injury was really hurting them bad. So. The injuries are hurting them are hurting them bad. There's no question. Yeah. Um, and there have oh, been man, some well, other thanks, issues, thanks. obviously. Yeah, there have been some yeah. other issues with this team, obviously, in terms of I'm not 100% sure that they gelled. Uh, you know, I, I did not like yeah. their fire and energy you, uh, on the road against Mississippi State. I, I thought, especially on defense, they were just they can't they seemed very somber to me. Like they were just like, okay, line up for the next play here. Um, no celebrate. Like here's a good example. There's an extra point, you know, that's missed. They or they they bobble the snap and they didn't get their extra point. Look what happens after that play. They just get up and walk off the field. No celebrating, no patting anybody on the helmet who, who you know made the tackle. Nothing. Just just okay. It plays over. Let's go to the sideline. I mean that's that's just you cannot play football with that kind of energy. And I know it's you know momentum and stuff like that that you know you can't recreate. But there's there's a moment where you can. Generate a little bit of momentum, generate some positivity, get the sideline going a little bit. Uh, that's one thing that I think that they really need to discuss and talk about is, um, you know, just the energy level, the fire intensity. Um, and I get on defense, you got to hurry up and get lined up for the next play. Um, but there's still a moment where you can, you know, you can celebrate and and I'm not saying like do a dance or something, but you know, congratulate your teammate. Get jacked up, and I just did not see that ever. I don't know if there was a moment where I ever felt like, all right, you know, they've got some fire about them right now. Never saw it. And again, I know a lot of it's because you're you're getting beat, but the, you know, I just showed an example of a play where you know the game's not out of hand there, and that's something that you should be fired up about. That you just kept a point from being on the board that they'll never get back. And so that's that's one thing that I think has been overlooked a little bit. Do you think part of that is, and, and I know this comes back to, it's going to sound critical, but when you're playing defense and you know you're not going to blitz the quarterback, you, so you know you're yeah. never going to touch him, mm-hmm. do, do you get to the point where you just say, well, you know, we're doing the best we can out here, and you know also that uh, guys are dropping like flies in your secondary, and you're looking you're looking around and you're saying, this this guy – you know, hey, I, I hope he does well, but he's not a starter, and this guy's not a starter. Do you think? The, and and then you're on the field for 85 plays. Do you think there comes a time when maybe you lose a little of that fire, and uh, and hopefully, maybe early in the game against BYU, you get a sack or something that that can mm-hmm. get you excited again. Yeah, you know, Barry Odom was on the sideline Saturday, which I don't know that I've ever seen him on the sideline except for the Florida game in 2020 when he was the head coach was saying Pitman was out with COVID. To me, if your coordinator's on the sideline, he's down there because he wants to look in the player's eyes. He wants to talk to them, see what they're seeing. And there's an opportunity to ignite them, you know? And so that, to me, I, I don't understand why you'd have your coordinator down on the field and the players, and you know, there's not there's not a way to interject some energy into them. I just felt like that was, that was really lacking. And it's up to the coaches to, to get them going. I mean, they have to, 
get them going to whatever whatever it takes. I mean, I'm not saying like is to the level of like Alvin Mack on the program when he's like creating ideas that people are, you know, coming after his family and stuff. <laughs> but there's got to be something that you can tell these guys um, to get them jacked up. I mean, nobody thinks you can do it. I mean, there's a start right there. Nobody thinks you're any good. Nobody thinks you can do it. You know, I mean, whatever it, whatever it takes, it's different for every person. But to me, the, the energy is just lacking. And, yeah, I mean, it, it's you get a big sack or something, then that would be great to get things started. But, you know, like I said, there were there were a couple opportunities here and there in the last game to, to raise that energy level, and it just, just kind of slowly walked over the sideline. Like I think sometimes, happens. though, Trey, you can get beat down. And, I, I mean, yeah. I, it's, it's, it's a tough game. And, you know, it's physical. We know all that. But when you get bit down, beat down mentally, sometimes to me that's worse than physically because uh, it's not – and I am not – If you can't go out there, though, Randy, I if you can't go out there and, and figure out a way to pick yourself up, you might as well not go. Like if you're – if you go to the gym, if you go to the gym to work out and you're just kind of got to mope around and, you know, be slow about your workout and all that stuff, you might as well not even go into the gym. Yeah. You might I as well agree. not even go. Well, the other thing is you only play 12 times a year. You, you work yep. all year for this. You only play 12 with hopefully 13, and if you're great, 14 or 15. But you're only guaranteed 12. And so if you throw one of them out the window, then, um, well, you've wasted one of very few opportunities. The yeah. amount of time that you invest into preparing oh my for gosh, 12 ridiculous. games for football, yes. yeah. and it can be taken away in an instant yeah. with an injury, yeah, I mean it's 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 probably because it's probably forty eight weeks or excuse me yeah forty eight weeks out of fifty two, it's probably about forty eight weeks that you practice and work on football for for twelve games. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Very very true. All right, let's try to squeeze in uh, Ace real quick. Ace, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Trey? You got about forty five yeah, seconds. I hope to get. I hope the day's going well. Um, just a couple of quick things. Um, early on, I heard that uh, I read somewhere that the BYU quarterback was a little banged up their starter, and I didn't hear any more about it. Didn't know if y'all knew anything. And secondly, uh, they're not real good against the run, it looks like, from what I've been able to ascertain. And is that the case, and does that bode well for us, either one of those things? So, yeah, thanks for the time. Take care, guys. Thank you, buddy. So BYU is allows 174.5 yards per game. That's 100th nationally out of 131 teams. So, yes, they have struggled running the ball, and that should be something that has Arkansas kind of licking their chops. There's no question. I don't know about Jaron Hall being injured. That's banged up shoulder. Maybe it's something minor. Yeah, banged up shoulder, but he played through it against Notre Dame, and he's expected to play Saturday. And he has said if he can play against Notre Dame, he can play against Arkansas. So. It is a shoulder. All right, Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. Trey Biddy of HawkSports.com. Okay. Being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company.